Dang, I was really excited to talk about Anime Book Club today because, damn, the show got so much better from last week. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad you're excited. Like, I got <laughs> the elf cities drew you in and then the story. This is true. There's, you, you know, you, you knew how to get me. And, you know... <laughs> going on guys we're here with episode 18 of the saratobi sports pod um kind of wild that this is episode 18 because miles is not here this episode and that was actually his number for everything peyton manning episode yeah i guess peyton manning at the end of his career maybe because we're not complete that's true we're <laughs> in our prime we're in our prime though yeah we we are but we're just actually not, we're just or not are we are we or are we rookie year peyton that was throwing like 50 uh, interceptions maybe hmm. anyway it's me john this is uh the duo episode here rp miles he not dead he just not here he gotta go um spank some kids he has to spank kids and teach him how to shimmy and roll their shoulders big facts um and uh we got mr cbs sports himself just in transition. Yep, it's me. Holla at your boy. Uh, going with uh, Penn Trexler this week. Uh, for all you Archer fans out there, you'll understand the reference. Uh, and for people that don't know the reference, Len Trexler is a character in Archer that runs the, uh, I guess, rival spy Bazzler, agency. I was like, I know yeah. <laughs> He runs Odin. My shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta catch up, and that's maybe something else I'll binge to catch up with that. That such a good show, Sploosh. Oh, Pam, the great, like the oh, goat Pam. character. Oh my god, such a good character. That fucking um, fucking Danger Zone. Oh my god, I see shit all the time, and Dang. oh, it done shot old Rando. <laughs> Dog, I didn't even know who Burt Reynolds was until. I watched Archer. Archer, and then I was like, Burt Reynolds, all right, let me look. Then I saw him in a movie, and I'm like, oh, hey, that's the dude from <laughs> Archer. <laughs> Meanwhile, Burt Reynolds is like a legend. Facts. All right, anyway, we're getting sidetracked, but it's all right, because um, the two of us, it's probably going to end up being a shorter episode, and there just hasn't been a ton of sports news this week, which is okay. Um, with that being said, we are going to try to figure it out. The reason is just scheduling. Um, maybe we want to get... We wanted to make sure we had something for you guys on Thursday. So um, we're actually just going to cover general stuff with me and JT today. And then uh, we're going to record both um, Anime Book Club and our NFL picks for the upcoming week, which is week 14, I believe, at another time. So just later in the week. And then if we can release it the same day, if not, uh, it'll be out for you guys when it's out. But um, yeah, I mean... We see how this is gonna go. Well, honestly, I mean, I just feel like the we might as well just start with um the new name of the podcast, just gonna be the Lamar Jackson podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa! What's going on um, here? Whoa, who signed off on this? Listen. Brad, Brad, did you sign off on this? What's going on here? <laughs> and I didn't get that memo. Um, because oh. there's nothing else NFL worthy to talk about. Like Ravens is the best team every week. Every week it's something. We could, I, you know what. 
I feel like we already know what it is with the Ravens. I think this was what? This is probably their was their last big real test. No, they still got to play the Bills, bro. But yeah. Like I said, their last real test. Um, and I'm not discrediting the Bills at all. I just think that the offense is too – the Ravens' offense is just too overpowered. You know, not to say that the, the Bills' defense is bad. It's just I don't think Josh Allen and that Bills' offense could keep up in, like, let's say – a 20, you know, seven, you know, point game. Their, their, their team is more suited to, you know, the 17 to 20 point range, uh, keep the game sloppy, keep the game close, you know, and have the defense mm-hmm. kind of win it. And then Josh Allen just does enough. Although he has played very, very well over the past few weeks. I will say that him and yeah. his connections he, with he's John Brown. He's, he's shown, yes. he's shown he's been stepping up recently, which is, which is good. The uh, it, it, it's very interesting. The uh, the quarterback class from that year. You have the one, the quarterback that was drafted last is the looks the best right now. Mm-hmm. The quarterback that was drafted first looks more so towards the back of the pack, mm-hmm. um, at least for this year. Darnold and Allen, um, I would say are like in that middle, that two three, and then yeah. you have Rosen. That's that's uh, yeah, it's, it's just Rosen. So, yeah. I mean. It's it's uh interesting to say the least because I don't think anybody could have predicted Lamar be the best. This good though. Listen, maybe this not this good, good but when Thank people you. are saying you're in college and you're in college that you, this dude has legitimate Mike Vick potential, I feel like you got to take him as being pretty good. And um, again, like like I've been saying, like no one expected Lamar to be this good this quickly. We all knew he had the potential, but it's like right now this is insane. And like even with that game, um, if the weather wasn't so shitty, he probably would have thrown the ball better. And he admitted it. And I love it how he's not making excuses. He's like, "Yo, like I'm tight at how I threw the ball." It's like I'm not gonna blame the weather. It definitely been a factor, but it's like I, I gotta, I gotta be better regardless. And he's probably gonna throw for like five touchdowns next week again. So, do you think that his talent would supersede him not being on? The Ravens. Like I know the Ravens are, are a very well put together team and they, they built it very well around him. Mm-hmm. Do you think if let's say he would had been drafted or had gone to any of the other teams that drafted a quarterback, right? So the Browns, the Jets, the Cardinals, and the Bills, right? If he was in those situations, do you think he'd be playing at the level or near the level that he's playing at this year? Um, no. And I will say that there are some situations that I believe the organizations are better and that he would have had a better chance to, but I feel like the Ravens are doing everything to unlock as much Lamar fucking powers as we can get from him. And a big reason of that is Greg Roman. So I'll just go to the Ravens for those who don't know. He worked with um cap. You know what I mean? Like he worked with systems like this. I think that out of the other teams who drafted quarterbacks, I honestly think that the Cardinals might have been um, the only situation I could see it working um, or him being showing potential. I still don't think to this magnitude um, just because, of, you know, the Ravens have done everything like not obviously nothing's perfect, but have done everything at every level to put him in this position to succeed. But I think part of the reason why he would have done well in the Cardinals is they have good vets who, and I feel like as an organization, they're probably the most um, solid out of everyone who drafted quarterbacks and um, besides the Ravens, obviously. But uh, if you look to the draft we're going in, you probably didn't expect the Ravens to draft them. There was talk. I was like pissed when they didn't draft them with their first pick. But I literally, like I said before, I stopped. I left their draft. I was like, they traded. 
They traded back in the draft and in draft and just fucking Hayden Hurst. I was like, great, another tight end. He's not even our best tight end right now. He's playing great, so shout out to him. But um, come on. But I literally was telling my mom, like, they gotta draft this guy, they gotta draft this guy. Not happening, not getting picked up by other teams. So I'm like, there's still a chance. And then after they didn't draft Hayden first, so they traded back, I literally was like, I'm going upstairs. Like I'm I'm not watching the rest of this draft. And then my mom stayed watching it, yells for me to come down, and the rest is history. Um I I mean I wanted him to either go to the the Ravens or the um the Saints. Cause mm-hmm. I figured that he was like it was Aaron, perfect. Aaron. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And those are two organizations that I feel like would have like he would fit and also like make instead of trying to change him, like just kind of build on what they have. Um, yeah. Do yeah. you uh, mm-hmm. do you think that or do you take any stock into the fact that they didn't take him with the first pick um, that they had in that round? You know, because if, if they were that confident that like if you're a scout and you think you see like star potential in a player, you can't think that you're the only scout that sees it. You have to like be paranoid and think, oh, sweat, somebody else probably sees this too. Like, do you think that if they were that, if they were that confident, why didn't they pick him with that pick and then maybe try and get hers, um, you know, at, at the back end? Um, There's... There's a couple ways to look at it. I do think that the Ravens organization itself is super savvy um, because before the draft, they were one of the teams that came and like had to work out, but they were like, the Ravens are very lock and key about all the information that they put out and what they like get out. Um, so it's like people didn't even know that he was visiting. Uh, so that's the thing. And then I feel like with them, they were like, the reason why they traded back was because he wasn't drafted yet all those other quarterbacks were taken by those quarterback needing teams. I I felt like once those other quarterbacks came off the board, they went no team that really needs him is going to pick him up right now. They Hayden Hurst coming into the draft was he would, he had a really good draft profile. You know what I mean? Um, and he still has potential to be a very good, like he's very well-rounded tight end. Um, and that's, that's a type of piece that you would expect like a contender or someone else who has a young quarterback, like that you want to get to go with, you know what I mean? But um, mm-hmm. I feel like they saw it, and that's why they traded back into the first round to get him. Because they could have just drafted him in the second round. But part of the reason why they traded back was to get the five years of control for first-round picks. We got him. That's all that yeah. matters. Yeah. <laughs> we got him, and we're using him to the best of his ability. But, got you, got you. bro, the Ravens are, that's it. The Ravens are the best team in the NFL. Um. Good luck. They they just beat the best defense in the NFL in a disgusting game where you have to rely on your rush attack, and they went against the best rush defense in the NFL and said it didn't matter. Um, yeah, no, it was awesome, and I still think that. Um, like I said, I think like this is a game. Tory Smith tweeted it too. Like you want to see these two teams playing good weather, so you get to see everything. Um. And honestly, the only team that I think could have scored the way they did against the Ravens is the Niners. So I don't think any other team has the ability to rush as successfully as they did um, because the Ravens' run defense is good. So I I just don't think any other team can do it. That's it. They're the team to beat. They look unstoppable right now. And the best thing I love is the mentality of the team. They're dead ass all having fun. No team in the NFL is having as much fun as the Ravens. 
and they're having mad fun. They're all like fuck with each other. Like chemistry is huge. Willie Sneed was talking about how Mark, like he told Harbaugh that Mark Ingram would be the missing piece. And it's like locker room wise, like everyone's like, yo, that's the guy. And he's fucking playing great. Mark um, Ingram is a, I don't think enough has been said about like Mark Ingram. Cause you saw it even last year with the, the saints. Yeah. You know, he was a pretty, he was a really big uh, piece for them last year. So, yeah, you guys are de- the, the the Ravens are definitely the best team in the AFC. Uh, I would say the best team in football right now. Um, I would say the personally, I think the Seahawks are the second best team in football right now. I think they're mm-hmm. better than the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I also don't think. Well, I, I should should I say I, I do think I do think the Vikings will be a tough out or be a tough draw come playoff time. I mean. I don't, know, I, I don't know. It's just it's I don't just think he, got it. he just chokes, man. Would you say he choked today, or did the oh. defense and and the special teams let him let let him down? Because he looked good to uh, uh, against the uh, against the the Seahawks on Monday night. I mean, he, the team goes down seventeen points. He brings them back on two really good drives. Uh, yeah. Defense just can't get stops, and then they fumble on the the, the kickoff to end the game. Uh, I mean. I know we can't put too much stock into Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. and he is only going to be as what he is. But I, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to face like if I had to I face agree. the Vikings, I wouldn't think, oh, all right, it's lit. We get to face the Vikings. It's like, all right, like, I, bro, it's they have be Dalvin. A, like they got played. That's this thing. But I mean, but he went out with the with they had some so, shoulder thing. Yeah. Today, so that could be that could be huge. Yeah, I agree though. Like the Vikings isn't is, is that team where it's like it was the Ravens for a long time where it's like, oh, you don't want to see them. You don't want them to get that wild card. Like, that shit. I could see that being the Vikings. But, again, like, you don't really know which Kirk's going to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's 0-8 on Monday night. It's crazy. I, mean, I just feel like the, he doesn't play well. Like, you know what I mean? When when the, the lights are the brightest, I feel like he, does, he just doesn't really show up. Um, like, he is the definition of probably average to slightly above average. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of uh, not showing up, a one Nick Foles has a uh, oh, missed my guy, big dick Nick. Oh man, he's uh, not anymore, man. He's acting. He's looking like more like Nick Chubb right now. It's uh, boo! <laughs> Shut up! It's hard <laughs> out here, man. <laughs> See, this is this would be the time where Miles would be like, you know what, Justin? Uh, I fucks with it. Uh, yeah, all right. I can't do a Miles voice, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh but miles turned into a character in red dead yeah <laughs> <that mean? sighs> oh, them pinkertons oh boy the, the, the o'driscoll boys <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of o'driscoll man's on the ir now jeez louise i was rooting for the that 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 driscoll boy but um yeah. but yeah i mean i i'm i'm actually very shocked um that nick Foles has played this point, and I thought it would take him a little bit to come, you know, once he came back to get in the swing of things, but no, he has not looked good. And they just said that, you know, earlier today, uh, that Minshew is going to take the starting role. And I was at dinner early tonight and I was having this discussion with some of my boys, and I'm like, yo, if Minshew finishes the season strong, let's say three and one or four and oh, he becomes, he'd be, he'd be eight and four at the best, right? Uh-huh. Eight and four as a starter, Nick Foles would be 0 and four as a starter. I mean, you go into next year, what do you do? You've already paid Nick Foles all that money, but you got a player here that, you know, he looks decent. He looks decent enough to win you some ball games. 
I said earlier that they should keep Minshew and try and trade Foles. That contract's ridiculous, so it would be very difficult, if, even if they managed to. And um, I know we were talking about, if anything, Minshew would be more the piece, but that's expecting Nick Foles to come back and play well. So um, now it's just like, I think, they, I think they should build around Minshew. Listen, if fucking other people are getting traded around, it can be done, and there's no guaranteed money in the NFL like that anyway. Um, so if they got to come, they got to cut them. But honestly, I think that if Brock Osweiler was able to be trade, traded after that terrible contract, if Foles still has a Super Bowl under his belt, so I, someone I feel like would take a flyer on him, if anything. Goes back um, to the Eagles. Eagles should bring him yeah, back. They should bring him back. <laughs> they might they might have to. But um they, listen, they got a lot of other things they gotta worry about. We can get into that later. But um I mean I I think Minshew's the way to go. Like keep him with your young core, like what, Fournette's in his third year now. Obviously mm-hmm. I have under more team control. You're still you know you have young players and you know you're gonna keep building through the draft. So just keep doing what you're yeah, doing. That's the thing. The team control yeah. is the important part because you figure you got three more years of him on peanuts. Yeah. Uh, and that's what's important about all rookie deals. I mean, that's, I mean, the Ravens, you know, you, you obviously know this. I mean, yeah. it used to be ecstatic that you get four years of this Lamar Jackson for nothing, like nothing off the bottom line. Um, and I that's why you're Raven forever. And that's why it's a waste when you see like guys like, you know, the Jets are wasting Darnold's the, the prime years of team control for Darnold. Um, you're seeing Baker. You don't know what's going to happen there. Um, you know what? You know if he regresses again next year, then you have to really start thinking about. All right, maybe we have to start looking at the draft. You Bro, know, they need like that. Fucking I don't know what's wrong. Like, kitchens, there's no reason why that team with that talent is this bad. There's no that's reason. Got to be coaching. That's that's what it I has it's, to be. It's coaching. It's coaching and play calling. There's there's no reason why Baker Mayfield looked way better last season under an interim head coach that was a defensive specialist. Like he's he doesn't do offense. He is literally known as a defensive mastermind in Greg Williams, and yet somehow he was able to get seven wins out of these guys. So how is it that Freddie Kitchens can't with more weapons? You have Odell Beckham Jr., arguably a top three wide receiver in the league. Yeah, Trust. I I just I just don't get it. Not Odell, Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, no, he's like, like Nick Chubb, bro. Nick Chubb, David and Joku. Nick Nick Chubb almost had a thousand yard season last year. And you add Kareem, Kareem Hunt came back a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, I, there's, there's really no. They're losing like the, this. The loss this past Sunday to the to Steelers, their third string quarterback. There's no. Granted, Baker went out, but still. I mean that that I mean, but that game should be over by halftime. Yeah, with the talent good. level that's on the, mm-hmm. the talent disparity is is crazy. You feel what James Conner didn't play that game either. T- t- no, oh. Benny St- Benny Snell played, and yeah. Juju didn't play either. Like, I it's, honestly, I there's just no. If I was I don't know what it's like being a Cleveland sports fan uh, because they've been mediocre. Literally every sport has been mediocre until the, uh, the Cavs win a championship ending like a 50 plus year drought yeah. for the entire city. So I don't know what it's like and I don't know what expectations are, but you can't be happy. You know, it's one thing going no in and be like, all right, it's a rebuilding year, but no, they, they get people yeah. saying they were Super Bowl contenders at the beginning of the year. Even so, like the idea is to build on what you did last year. And they're just completely getting worse. Like last year, they they were one game away from the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. it's that simple. And this year, it's like it looks like they got to fight like to get into just, the. It looks like they're washed. <laughs> like they are. That's what it looks like. Except they, they look washed, and everyone is young on the team. So I don't get it. 
Um, yeah, they come on. They got to do better with that. I hope their organization is going to do somewhat better, which we know that they really haven't. But they made enough moves to put the talent on the team now, so it's going to be what the fuck's going on with their their coaching. But um, anyway, as you're saying about team control, they got sidetracked on how bad the Browns are doing. But um, yeah, I think team control is super important. And I remember listening um before Dak uh, at the beginning of the season holding on Dak flagrant two, they spoke about this, and I feel like they made a really good point. But they're like, I feel like with the NFL teams, especially because it's not guaranteed money, they know that running backs' career lifespans are not very long. And they also know that you don't always want to pay your quarterback because how many quarterbacks actually have sustained success throughout their entire career. So the idea is to do as much as you can while those players are on their rookie deals. And they were talking about that, and it was like, I feel like there's definitely a large amount of truth to that because, um, yeah, the, the Cowboys look great statistically um largely because they play bad teams and they put up numbers against bad teams so let's, that, let's talk that's about giving it. people um a reason to be like oh pay deck da, da, da. you know you can pay yeah whatever he should not get more money um actually he maybe he will get more money than jared goff because we know jared goff's a fucking fluke now too um but things like that while you know zeke got paid but at the same time you still got to worry about um pay running backs just because of how you know like yeah the, well i mean it's gonna take the most damage so you see uh mm-hmm. when you see what, what what team in that division you know bet on their quarterback the eagles yeah. with the extension to uh you know carson wentz and granted i personally like carson wentz uh I do too. i've been a big fan of his since he came into the league i do think that he has regressed a tad there are some plays he makes in games that make you scratch your head, especially for how long he's been in the league now. Mm. Um, he has no receivers. Let's just call a spade a spade. I, I like Carson Wentz slander aside. There, you can't look at it. You can't look at the Eagles objectively and say that he is ha- he has been put in a great position. And people like to bring up, oh, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl and he had this same record. No, they didn't. There's like three different receivers. Mm-hmm. On this team than it was than 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 last year. Alshon Jeffrey's been hurt, you know, almost a quarter of the season this year. Mm-hmm. Aguilar, I like dog. It's not, fucking <laughs> <at this point>. <laughs> <laughs> he's a disappointment, dog. He he can't catch. Zach Ersby dropping some passes too. I'm just like yo, this if like how does Carson Wentz not just black on these dudes in the huddle every single time? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy. And then like and you know what what's funny is. I honestly think that this division is going to be won by a team that only gets seven wins, maybe eight. I'll go eight. The winner of the division is going to go eight and eight. It's so disappointing, and it's going to be the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, light ass schedule. Wait, but you want to know what's really funny though? What? Mathematically speaking, the Redskins are still alive to win yep. the division. Three games out. Three games out with four weeks to go. Why not? Why not? Make it interesting. I want them to be yeah, like within like two games in the last two weeks of the season. Yeah, imagine Dwayne Haskins <laughs> fucking Dwayne Haskins <laughs> in the playoffs. Oh my god. Yeah, do it and then <laughs> shades of RG three just doing what but you know, doing what RG three couldn't. Shout out to RG three dapping up um Shanahan after the game. Or yo, did you see how hard he like stiff on yeah. him to get that dap? Yeah, he was like, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm you, here. You gonna give me dap now, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, yeah, that's what we gotta do. We gotta start the rally cry. Haskins, uh, Haskins is gonna lead the the Redskins to the promised land of the playoffs. 
Um, you heard it here first. <laughs> oh boy. But um, yeah, I mean, even go, going from there, like, bro, so many upsets this week. Um, we're definitely gonna get a little bit more into it, and you'll see how it fucked up our picks later. It was gross. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Eagles lost to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I I the don't. Panthers got blown by the by the Redskins. Yeah. yeah, by the Redskins. Yeah, and it was like I think the final score is a little bit closer than the game actually was. I think it was like garbage time points that the Panthers got. But yeah, the biggest. Oh yeah. Yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. You might, you might have to go on another rant, man. I don't know, man. I, I think I'm just all ranted out. I'm just trying to get to the end of the season. At this point, I'm just like, I don't know what. A, you know what? You know what? No, mini rant coming. You know what? I, I tried to hold it in, but I can't. <laughs> um, it's just, <laughs> this is the Jets. This is the Jets. And, I, and, and my friends were all betting on the Jets this week, and they had them in parlays, and they had them with the money line. And they're texting me at halftime, like, JT, what's going on? And I'm sitting there like, y'all know what the deal is. I keep telling you guys. I tell you guys this week in and week out, year in and year out. You cannot rely on the Jets. You can't pick the Jets. Being a Jets fan is one of the most masochist things you could ever do because we know it's bad. And we continue to go out there and support this Team, I mean, three straight weeks coming off of a blowout win against a playoff at the time, a playoff bound Oakland Raiders team who had won three straight at the time. Go in there, and the problem is, you know what happened, John? You really know what the problem is? They rolled their helmets out. They got cocky and were like, "Oh, all right, three in a row, let's do it." You know, hey, we get on a roll, we win this. They were they were looking ahead. I know for a because that's what I was doing. Mm. I was looking ahead. I'm like, hey. Beat the Bengals, beat the Dolphins, take on the Ravens on Thursday night. Prove, you know, prove yourself. Mm-hmm. They rolled the helmets out against Andy Dalton and the Bengals, and they got their butts kicked. Granted, and they're going to go wrong. Sam Darnold did not play bad at all. I, I, you know, he threw 48 times. I hate when quarterbacks throw that many times in a game. It means it's very unbalanced, and it, and it also probably means you're, you're, you're trailing in that game. Um, <laughs> For sure. Yeah. But, uh, he didn't play bad. Robbie Anderson, big drop, touchdown on the first drive. Uh, Barrios had a big drop. Our tight end Griffin, who's been sure-handed all year, had a big drop. We had three drops coming into the into that game all year. Three drops. We left the game with six total drops. It was bad, and those were all momentum killers. The offensive line was atrocious. I don't know why. Uh, Kelvin Beecham, who'd been really, really good all year, honestly, just had a terrible game. The safety in the in the end zone, I think, was the was basically the nail in the coffin. Yikes! Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, Gase's play calling. I don't know what the heck. It was really good the last three weeks. Then Sunday, he forgets what's going on. I mean, he is he's literally killing Le'Veon Bell's career, and I feel so bad because I I love Le'Veon Bell on this Me team. Too. Like and he's such a team guy, team, but I, I like Le'Veon. Well, like I mean, me personally, like I I, yeah. I love having a talent like that. Um, he's just ruined. I mean, he's just ruining his. He's running his career into the ground because oh. there's no reason why he should be getting this little carries and the carries you do give him, you keep running him inside. No idea why he is one of, if not the best guys in space behind the line of scrimmage. The way he's patient, the way he makes his cuts. Why would you not throw some pitches, some tosses? You know, some stretch plays, get them out to the outside. 
all game the announcers were saying that the run defense of the of the Bengals isn't good, but what is good about the run defense is the in- inside, the interior, with Geno Atkins. Where do the Jets keep running the ball? Inside. It's, it's like sometimes you really think like, all right, these guys are NFL coaches. You, you get that. But there's sometimes you're just like, yo, I could call a better game. Like I, oh, I can I, run better plays. Like it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, you must have needed to ask Madden. That, that's, that's honestly what it was. Just just have ask Madden. You know, I there's just uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know where I don't know how to feel, John. Honestly, that's that's really what the point is. I don't know how to feel at this point. I don't feel. Um Oh, man. Cause it's just same old, same old, man. You just yo, your your dustiness, Ford, Justin. Did you get it? I did not. Dust darkness is real name. Boo, Latina. Boo. Don't you don't you mix up my two things? All right. How are you gonna? But I, you know what? You're I appreciate. I pre, You know, I was just thinking that. You know what? Strike that. I appreciate it. Right? <laughs> you at me? I was like, you talk about being a maskist. I didn't want to cut you off while you were you know, going. So I waited. And then here we go. See, the only problem is Jets, the Jets messing up doesn't turn me on. I don't get I don't <laughs> get a hard I don't get a hard on every time I see the left tackle give up a, a sack, you know, in, in, in 0.26 seconds. <laughs> oh, and, and, and to top it all off, Darnold um you know, gets his ankle rolled up on not once but twice in that game, was limping, had to come out, didn't even play the game. And then, of course, Jamal Adams has to leave the game. Uh, he played through it but left the, left the stadium in a walking boot and is listed as week to week. So, honestly, I we might have seen the last of Jamal Adams in, 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 in the green uniform because who knows what uh, Joe Douglas is going to do. This oh, he's a free agent? No, he's not a free agent, but he might tear this whole thing down. And he might trade uh, Jamal for, you know, some picks. I, I really hope he doesn't because Jamal is, I mean, say say what you want. Jamal is one of the lifebloods of this team. I think there's two oh, important people. Uh, the two most important people on this team right now, Sam Darnold and uh, Jamal Adams. You can't, and the, 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 the difference between them and the rest of the team is, is so drastic, the gap. It's so drastic. I don't know. They are what they are. They're the Jets. We're back to J-E-T-S. Suck, suck, suck. I'm sorry to hear that, man. It's all right, John. I'm just going to live vicariously through you. That's okay. Yo, come come on over, man. Come no, on. I won't. I, you know what? I, I won't come on over, but, you know, I'll, I'll give a nice passing wave. Be like, oh, hey, how's it going? You'll do, um, <laughs> you'll do how I am for, like, certain other teams. Like, for me, it's like I'm an avid Ravens fan. I'm an avid Mavs fan. But there are other teams that I like. I root for when they play. You know, like as long as you don't play my teams, like I, I, I hope you. I wish you guys the best. I enjoy watching your games. You know, um, I felt that way about the Giants for a long time. I liked Ahmad Bradshaw growing up. That was my guy. Um, same thing with the Knicks. Like I, I want the Knicks to succeed, but they're just the shit show. But um, same thing. It's like I always like the Timberwolves. Like uh, Ricky Rubio's my guy. Shit like that. You know, you you can just you can cheer us on from a distance. And I mean, I'll root for you guys when you if you play the Patriots, but I'll just, yeah. you know, I'll watch, you know, and enjoy the game. Yeah. Um, and I will say um, when you're talking about the type of games that the Bills um, are going to be getting and winning, Bills play the Patriots. That's the game that the Bills can win as long as Josh Allen doesn't get hurt again. Because but, the Patriots. That's why I was honestly surprised when they put up that many points on the, on the, on the Cowboys, because their 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 loss against the Patriots earlier in the year 
sloppy loss, but that that's the that's the game that they need to play. If so, Josh yeah. Allen doesn't doesn't go out, I think they win that game because yeah. very low scoring. Um, you know, the game against the Jets, you know, low scoring. They, they just they find ways to win. You know, so yeah. I mean, the defense is solid. Defense was championships. You just got to get enough out of your offense. But um, yeah. I mean, shout out to whoever took. Uh, those small, whoever was just like, all right, I'm going to bet on these upsets just fucking because, because they definitely racked out. Um, I would love to see the parlay if anybody had taken the, oh, all the Redskins, Bengals, and Dolphins. Yeah, that would fuck. Somebody up. probably has to. Like, every every week, I'm pretty sure there's somebody with that just has money to blow. Mm-hmm. That's just like, all right, screw it. Why not? So, but I'm still waiting to see if, like, if that ticket appears on uh, social media. Yeah, I still can't believe um the... To the Titans blew out Indianapolis like that, though. I was just about to say, like, you know, just wrapping up the uh, NFL recap. And that, yeah. The AFC South divisional race, man, that is it's it's very underrated. I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. You got the Texans, you know, doing their thing against the Patriots on Sunday night. But, hey, Titans and Colts going to be battling out for that for that wild card spot, man. Yeah. And um, it's going to be tight. Depending on how the rest of the season goes. There's going to be two teams. There's either going to be two from the AFC East or there's going to be three from the AFC South. Mm, like, okay. if the, like if the Bills implode down the stretch. Yeah. I could see the Titans and Colts sneaking in. But, I mean, hey, that's – and they play the Titans and – no, who? No, I think it's like the Texans and Titans or the Texans and Colts played twice in the last, like, three weeks of the season. Yeah, I'm going to check in a second, but um, I'll tell you what. I've been saying this all year. Um, they finally have been figuring it out, and you have a workhorse back. Let him be a workhorse. Reason Tennessee won the game, and like, yo, this is Derrick Henry's third game with 100 plus yards rushing. He had 26 carries. That's that's what you need to do when you have a workhorse back. Let him be a workhorse. Um, I think Jacksonville needs to do that too, but obviously you need to have uh, you know, you got to keep the defense honest. But because Jacoby put up fucking 319 yards. But, you know, it weren't really doing much. And the Titans really just put it down on it, man. Um, let me see what the standings are looking like and see what those schedules are looking like. So, um, yeah, right now, just to, to check in on it again in the AFC, it's a uh, you already know the vibes. You know, <laughs> yo, you know, the, um, the, the, you know, the fucking vibes. <laughs> <laughs> um. The Ravens are the one seed. Home field advantage to the playoffs. We out here. Um, Patriots at the two. Texans are at the three. And then you have the Chiefs um, at the four. So right now it would be Texans against Steelers. And then the Chiefs against the Bills. Um, But Tennessee is right there. They are right there. Um, It's looking really close. Again, they have a difficult schedule. Um, the most difficult I'll say going through, they still gotta play Jesus. Ugh. Oh, that's rough. But they can they can really win. Like because they've played the Raiders, the Texans twice, and the Saints in between playing the Texans. They're one game back in the division. I, I gotta check this, man. Let me find out these division numbers. See if ESPN has a little more. Cause I the NFL app just has it broken down. I'm like, oh that's not how I want to see it. Man, oh man, do it is, and uh, I assume the uh, AFC West needs no uh, talking about either, right? 
that's already that's already wrapped up. Um, I mean, I I really don't think. Yeah, Kansas Ra- is four zero. Yeah, K- uh, and the Raiders had their shot. I honestly think these last two losses killed their uh, chances I, at, I do the, too. Uh, at, at the playoffs. And it stinks because I thought Gruden figured it out and they'll probably finish, you know, eight and eight or nine and seven. But hey, uh, building season, knock on wood if you're with me. Yeah. I mean, right now in the AFC South, um, the Texans are three and one. Tennessee is two and two because they still got to play the Texans twice. Indiana's three and two. So that's gonna come down to the wire there for sure. Yeah, buddy. Um, yeah. There's again, uh, you know, Baltimore's not giving up that that spot, but low key the Pittsburgh is three and two, Baltimore's three and one. They still got to play the Bengals and the Browns though, so I'm not worried about that. And um, did Buffalo play New England both times, or they still got to? They still have one more against New oh, England in, in yeah. Foxborough. They got to go in Foxborough, and then they still have the Jets because Buffalo is 3-1, and one, New England's 4-0. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Buffalo still has – they still have one game against everybody in the division left. Home against the Jets, away against the, uh, away against the Patriots, and I believe they still have one more against the Dolphins. No, that's it. It's that's Ravens, it? Steelers, Patriots, Jets for them. Oh. Wow. Um, oh, not uh not easy to say the least. Even and like, yeah, they, you can say the Jets, but like I mean that's that's a divisional game. And if the Bills need to win in week seventeen to get into the playoffs, you're gonna you best believe that the Jets are gonna do everything they can to uh get them to not be in as a revenge for what happened in twenty fifteen when the Bills beat the Jets to not let the Jets in the playoffs. Yeah. That's um, upsetting. But see the the Patriots Division wise, they they have the Bills and the Dolphins left, so I think those are both pretty even schedule wise. So I mean, it's going to come down to who wins that second, and then uh, I don't know how that how how it worked like tie tie wise. You know, they have the they would have the same uh, record. Thing. Uh, if they tie in the div- if they tie with the record and they no, tie in no, the no, division, no, 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 no. you're saying if they tie um, in the division. Actually, yeah. So if the if Baltimore if Buffalo wins two, that would put them at five and one, and if New England loses to Buffalo and wins against the Dolphins, that would also put them at five and one. So they would have the same. Uh, division I think it goes. I think it goes to like you know? another. Yeah, there's like there's like multiple layers of tiebreakers. It'd probably go to like, uh, maybe record against like similar opponents or or point differential or something like that. Yeah. Something weird. I don't you, know, know, in, you know, in college football, in the American Athletic, it becomes if they have the same record and the same conference record, mm. it goes down to a uh, coin flip. Really? Yeah. After like like three or four different layers, it goes down to like a coin flip. That's what, well, maybe that's why they don't respect the AAC. That's probably why AAC needs to get more love. Um, they but, should. Yeah, absolutely. What's Especially like, Temple. Yeah, big facts. Let's see what's going on in uh, the NFC, though. Yeah, no, the I can't believe the Dolphins are. Re- I mean, Dallas is really going to be in the fucking. They're four and on the division. Yeah, like, NFC South is wrapped up too. Yeah, um, and I mean, actually, the Ravens um have the NFC West title, so. Uh, yeah, um, NFC West. It's probably going to be the Seahawks. NFC North is going to be the Packers. Could you hear me on that? 
you said um you said the Ravens had no you said the Ravens had the uh, NFC West. Okay, yeah. All right, because um, my computer went to sleep for a second. So. Ah, yeah, no, no, I heard you. Yeah, um yeah. I mean there that's still gonna be a race. The Seahawks are three and one, San Francisco's three uh I mean, Seahawks are three and oh, San Francisco's three and one. Still got that's, one more battle. Yeah. Um we already know the um states clinched and uh green the north is confusing the north remembers <laughs> um because yeah it's three and oh chicago's three and one and then minnesota's one and two yeah but chicago's what three two and a half back like, what they have six wins or five they have six wins six wins so yeah. you figure they'll try and get a wild i mean i don't know it's gonna be tough because one wild card's coming out of the NFC West. At least one. Oh, absolutely. I don't think um, the Rams are gonna I don't I think, don't think they are either, but they're still technically there. Um so yeah. I, I think Mr. Bisky can figure it out for the next four weeks, you know. I think um right now I think it's gonna stay the way it is. I think right now it's New Orleans at one, Seahawks at two, and then you have the Vikings, the Packers, the 49ers, and the Cowboys. I feel like that's it. I don't see any of, of the other teams in the hunt catching up. The Rams have been exposed as frauds. Um, it seems that Sean McVay's been figured out, so he's got to do something. And then the Bears are Mr. Binsky's Mr. Binsky. Jameis is Jameis. The Eagles don't... Oh, and, and to bring us back over the Eagles, for all the shit... All the people who defended Dak talking about he didn't have any receivers, use that same energy to defend Carson. Because that's what he's going through right now. <laughs> anyway, I feel like that's enough NFL. Let's go into some basketball. Shout out to the Bucks. They're just they they came out like remember us. Giannis is like, dude, don't don't forget who I am. I mean the Raptors are still doing things. That's your top of the East right now. And the Miami, Miami tied with Boston. 14 and 5 for the third team in the East. Uh, looking at the West, you still got the Lakers first. And then you have Denver. Oh, that's because they've played less games. Because I was like, why? But uh, the Clippers are at 15 and 6. And uh, my Mavs, fourth in the West right now, snapped the Lakers 10 game win streak. And uh, Luka Doncic being a bad man once again. Because um, they held him to a very quiet first half and he was being doubled. So he was doing what, you know good players do and getting the rest of his team going and then came out in the second half and put up 21 in the second half almost had another 30 point triple double doing the things you gotta love it yeah man i i wanted to bring this up hear what you got to say about it before we go into other uh things yeah um i was listening to uh last week's episode of flagrant and they were like there's a potential with luca's rise that he takes this arrow away from Giannis. Giannis is supposed to pick it up from LeBron. And then you have this fucking white boy, this wonder kid just out here with a more well-rounded game and legitimate star potential. I mean, why can't they? Why does it have to be a certain person's era? Like, why can't there be? Because one person share? wins more than the other. That's true. There's but only if, one champion. If if Giannis gets, let's say Giannis gets to the finals this year, right? Yeah. And Luca doesn't, and let's say Luca doesn't get to a finals for another like 
three years, right? Mm-hmm. And in that span, let's say Giannis, Luca could be playing better, but Giannis, let's say, gets one ring and then finals. Like, is it still Luca's? Would it be Luca's error if if Giannis is winning? And and like Giannis is still putting up like really really good numbers. Mm-hmm. Like he had his he had his double double streak snapped uh, the other day, but even still, he was still filling the stat sheet though. Yeah, I'll tell um, you the difference though. Giannis what? got drafted in 2013. You're right. And is 24 years old. Luca is 20. And at the end of the day, um, as dominant as Giannis may be, if he doesn't end up winning in the playoffs, mm-hmm. no one's going to care and he will be forgotten. Not forgotten, but like no one's going to care. It's kind of like, uh, it was kind of like Russ the last few when, when KD left. Yeah. Because yeah. it's. Um, it doesn't matter until it matters, which is the playoffs. Like whatever you do in the regular season, it's awesome, but it's it's when it really counts, when shit gets real, when teams have multiple games to figure out what to do with you. And you know, if he doesn't, he's shout out to him because he, he puts the work in. I believe he's going to become a better shooter, but his jump shot needs to be good enough to keep people honest. He's as dominant physically as he can be. And you got to figure out how to stop him. But, you know, it's still, it's a team game. And in a seven-game series, you can do that. While Luka is, is figuring out how to get his teammates involved and his shoots well enough that, you know, you got to figure out how to defend him. But isn't it like, isn't like a double-edged sword, like with the whole uh, like, like team thing? Because I think as presently constructed right now, I think we can both agree that the Bucks have a better team right now but it's not to say that the mavericks don't i mean they're still you know you still need a few more pieces but i mean they're pretty sound right now uh, honestly i don't want anyone big i want them to develop who they have because for the most part they're yeah. pretty young i think that that that's the key to most of these you know yeah. most of the successful teams you don't it's not loaded with stars but you have yeah. really good you know you have one or two stars and you fill it with a bunch of really good role players mm-hmm. um but like that's the thing like if let's say Giannis could be averaging literally a triple double, right, in the playoffs, but his team is just not coming through. Like they could have like historically bad shooting performances. Giannis's team isn't coming through. He's not averaging a triple double in the playoffs. No, but I'm, I'm, he's not going to get assists like Russ. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, uh, for argument's sake, though. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like, if he's doing what he has to do, but the team doesn't, I feel like it's weird how we chastise guys for not winning. But mm-hmm. then in the same breath say, oh, he, does, he doesn't have anybody around him. But in other breaths say, oh, well, look at the team he has. Of course, he's going to be more successful than somebody else because he has help and the other person doesn't have help. Um, but when that per- when the per- team that has the help, you know, the help doesn't come through for them, then mm-hmm. it's, oh, that guy couldn't get it done. I feel it's like just, that's, it's weird. Know, that's what happens when you're a star and when you lead your team, though. You know what I mean? Like that happens to everyone. But at the same time, like basketball people know. And then also it's it's when you have your playoff moment. It's if if when your team is down, if you put up the numbers, most people are gonna be like, he did everything he could and it didn't work. Like logic, the logical year, people. The first year the um the Warriors won, where LeBron legit should have won finals MVP, but they couldn't get it done and he was on his own because Kitty going to hurt and he was on his own and did everything in his power. Same thing does though. same thing it it doesn't, but at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like you can still make a case for that to be like, yo, he did everything he could and they couldn't get it done. And I feel like that's where it comes in, where it's like if 
even if Giannis, like if they make Giannis beat them, right? If Giannis has a monster game and they lose, um, then you can go, you know what? Giannis did whatever he could and the team didn't show up. But I feel like the difference is it, it comes down to, to the assists. It comes down to the assist, and if it's not, then it's you're averaging at least 30 points a game. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he could probably average like 35 points, but he can't play every well, buckets are five hard to come by in the playoffs. No, no, I, I get that. Yeah. So, uh, but if 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 my team is if I'm Giannis, right? Yeah. And I'm and I, I drop 33. Let's say I drop 33, seven and nine, right? Yeah. And I I got timely buckets for the team when the other team was going on a run. I made a stop. Blah 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 blah. Right. Let's say uh you know whoever Eric Bledsoe's Garden. Let's say he cooks them, right? Goes for like forty-five. Hmm. What I'm supposed to do? Yeah, <laughs> like I can, it's not like I can, like you know. All right, Eric, I'm gonna take this guy because then it leaves my team at a disadvantage. Because if I gotta guard the guard, that means the wing or or the big man that that I was guarding now has to face either a smaller player or someone off our bench, and he's just gonna eat them. It's uh, I get that. Um, I think that the difference comes between um. And this is always just going to be like, it's always going to come down to assists. Because if you're a star and if you're the focal point of a team, part of it, and depending on your position, like unless you're a straight up like center whose just whole thing is, unless you're Shaq pretty much, like... You're going to say Shaq, end, Dwight. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, um, if you don't got it going, your job is to get the team going. And even when you do have it going, your job is to get the team going. Um, because when everyone else go, is going and you know you can get your own bucket, what would it come you know what I mean? Like that's that's what makes a good team and that's what makes a good leader. And um this isn't me coming at Giannis leadership or anything like that, but at the end of the day is is if you double Giannis and force the ball out of his hands, what's gonna happen when it gets out of his hands? Like mm-hmm. how does he handle the traps? How does he handle making the right plays? Um the difference is Luca has that ability now and he's still only twenty. And he also it's it it, it is a shooting because Luka has the ability to make the pass, but he also can take a step back three for the game. Like like I said already multiple times, buckets come harder in the playoffs. And if you you know can lay off Giannis enough, and he did it last year where they were laying off and he was shooting and he started to hit. If he de- develops, his jump shot does not need to be money, but it needs to be good enough to keep the defense honest. And if he gets that, it's scary. It's super scary for the league. Um you know, to have a physical specimen like that to to be able to shoot and just do everything else he does, like it's it's unfair. Honestly, we're spoiled right now and we will be spoiled as the way basketball is progressing. But it's just an interesting conversation. You know what I mean? Where it's like, um you know, there's still the potential for this white kid to come out here and steal the show. Cause he is like the the way he's playing right now is a must see TV. Like legit. No, he he is he he definitely is a must-see TV. Uh, it is a very interesting question, though. You know, whose era will it be? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I you know, honestly, I I think sometimes you just gotta instead of debating, we just gotta sit back and enjoy the ride. Uh, and, and you know, because I think you know, sometimes I think that we, we young talent right now. We we analyze these guys so much, and we try and compare them to past players and players currently. That we don't really appreciate, like how many? All right, like when LeBron finally retires, you know, way back, way down the line, right? Mm-hmm. How many people are going to be like, 
to, you know, putting up those posts and videos. Oh, we didn't really appreciate, you know, oh, Albert. Well, I mean, cause yeah, cause every day on the timeline, it's literally an argument between, all right, who's the best LeBron, like LeBron, Kobe, MJ. And then you have like the, the, the Durant things in there. Steph is in there. I'm just like, yeah. yo, like we can't even like, you can't even enjoy, yeah, you can't even appreciate it because it's always going to be somebody as comparing. Like you just just let it rock, and then once everything's said and once the dust settles, then you can go back. But let, you know, that, yeah. and it, you know what's funny is funny you mentioned that um, earlier. Just going back, how will um, how will Harden be remembered um, mm -hmm. when he finally retires? Because if he never if he never even gets to a finals, let alone like wins one, if he never even gets to a finals. Will his legacy just be, oh, yeah, that guy that can, you know, that scored yes, a lot. Yes, will be like Carl Malone, where people don't realize Carl Malone is number two in scoring all time. Like, that, that's what it would come down to. It would be, yeah, someone's a bucket. He was unguardable. But, this, but when it really matters. don't mean a thing without that <laughs> ring. And if he never got, it's different, where it's like, even with AI, you could be like, yo, AI carried his team to the finals. Yeah, he got you know to the finals. Mean? Malone yeah. got to a finals, you know. Yeah. And granted, he lost to arguably the greatest time yeah. <laughs> so on one of the craziest shots you know one of the most legendary shots dang he really dang mj's had some shots man i like <laughs> that crossover and then oof 15 footer man he was a killer man he was a killer i still so, think lebron's the goat but he was a killer yeah so uh, that's well, why i i tend not to get into those debates because it's just you kind of it's kind of boring. Like after a while, you just kind of like kind of talk. People are gonna are, are gonna want to believe what they want to believe. At the yeah. End of the day. But um, also, I'll go, this, I'll go, <laughs> yeah, I'll go on a limb and say that Steph is the best shooter of all time. That's the only that's the only thing I'll ever. Claim. Yeah. Like, and that's a that's you know honestly it's hard to argue against that. Mm. Um, but listen, Josh, uh, Everly had this tweet earlier today, um, where he, he was like, like some doozies. Yeah, bro. It was like if LeBron had played point guard his whole career, he might have drawn more magic comps than Michael comps, leading to far less stupid people going off about killer instinct where he made the right basketball play rather than shooting a contested jumper. Yes, I 100% agree. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and and that's what it comes down to, because that's why I don't want to get into the you know the the LeBron being the goat thing, but yeah. A lot of aspects of basketball, guys. There's a lot of aspects. It's not, it's not just buckets. Like, you know, like Zion is, is compared to like, he's supposed to be like the next, second coming of like LeBron because like same body type. You yeah, because of his physical attributes. Yeah, right. How does he get compared? Because he literally just looks like a really strong power forward that, all right, he's going to get. If anything, <laughs> he should not get LeBron comparisons. He that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. His, their games are too different. Yeah. He should get Shaq comparisons. Seriously. Like, he's, he's just physically overpowering. Yeah. Like, he's going to get himself. He'll probably average 20 to, you know, 25 points a game. Basically, if Shaq, if you put Shaq and Chris Webber together, I feel like you get Zion. Mm. Chris like, Webber can make, though. You're right. It, I, I'm saying Chris Webber in the sense that he's smaller, plays the power forward, and he'll yeah. bring the ball up the floor I got if you. he needs to. But um, he's just a physically imposing. Oh, fucking. Could he be a better Blake Griffin? I don't think he's ever going to shoot as well as Blake, and that's a large state. Uh, you know, it's a big. Well, I don't know because look at the look. Look at Blake's progression. Yeah, Blake couldn't hit the Bryce out of a barn outside of like until Mello Mello gave him 
some instructions in Team USA. Hey, there you go. That's all it takes. <laughs> go to the Mellow Academy. My son developed a step back, and then for two seasons, he was like, I'm not going to drive anymore. Step backs the whole way. And then he was like, oh. shit. I need no, his, to fade, it. his post fade is, is really nice now, bro. He's such a good player. Free Blake, Blake to the Mavs. <laughs> Bring um, it back West. Big facts. I saw, I saw a tweet. Um, I forgot who we were playing. We were losing though. Oh, it was the Clippers. And then, uh, this Mavs camp was like, give me Kevin Love. And I was like, yes, but no, give me Blake over Kevin Love. Anyway. Yeah. With Zion, I mean, there's definitely still a potential. I think he has a wait, good, wait, 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 let's go back to that. What? like that what was hey that one more time about i said the this tweet said give me kevin love like on the maps mm-hmm. and i would rather have blake on the maps than kevin love at this point in time yes in in general just because blake has developed his jump shot more and we have a lot of shooting already and obviously you want to have a lot of shooters but mm-hmm. i'd rather have a, someone who can roll hard to the rim can still create more of his own shot like not just you know being on the perimeter um and then he like he's a good driver too like kevin love you're not kevin love's not known for driving to the rim anymore you know what i mean yeah like skinny kevin love isn't doing that blake griffin's still gonna overpower people he's a great cutter he's a great driver um he'll still run the floor on the fast break he can do he can do a lot more i feel like to fit on the mavs than i feel like kevin love would so that's why I say that. I think Kevin Love right now should be on the Trailblazers. That's where I think the best fit is for him. But last year was the best fit for him too. Especially if Nurkic is back, Kevin Love would be the perfect fit there. But for the Mavs, give me Blake. I like it. I I trade I trade Maxi for Blake. Obviously, Kleber, Maxi, not the Kleber. <laughs> he's great. People don't realize how good he is, but he's fucking great. Oh, yeah, like, I knew it. I, I saw how good he was last year when when he killed the. I he put up like twelve and a quarter against the Nets last year. Is bro, he's uh, a real. Uh, it's uh, it's mostly his defense versatility. Um, but if we got to give up like Maxi and Dwight and whatever, even if we have to give up Jalen for Blake, I think it would be worth it. Listen, that's if we make a real push. If we're if we're like yo, we're in this for real. And also, um, Porzingis. Is, is starting to come into form because he was on against the Lakers and balled out. But anyway, now, uh, you know, I mentioned a little there. My guy, Mello, he just won um, Western Guyver's Player of the Week. Now, there's been a lot of mixed, uh, mixed reviews to that. And, you know, there are a lot of great players in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that big of a deal, him winning Conference Player of the Week. Um, I don't, it's really not that big a deal. And when you have, there's certain averages or whatever, and it's like, all right, yeah, James Harden averaging 40, then you could be like, oh, I didn't even win it every week. Um, cause they're not winning every week. He came on to the Blazers. They lost what their first two or three, and he just led them to three and a week coming out of coming off the fucking street. So no, no, he came out of the, what's, what's that famous gym came out of Chris, Chris Brickley's gym. Yeah. He came out of Chris Brickley's gym. Yeah. F- uh, I don't care. <laughs> The gym that every no, what's the name of it? The, the gym that oh, like like a lifestyle where everybody be at over the summer. Yeah, well, guess <laughs> what? He was sitting on his couch watching the games. So, <laughs> shout out to Mello the God. Listen, I, I I had it on my Instagram fucking thing. Shout out to Joey G for posting it. Yo, go go fill out your Mello apology form because my guy is fucking playing great right now, and y'all were saying he was washed and he was done and all that shit. And yeah, it's still gonna be stained. 
but he was on a trial period and has like done fucking great. Um, Portland is still back in the standards right now. It's still early in the season, and they definitely have time to figure it out, which is fine. But right now, Melo is averaging 17-6-2, shooting 46% from the field and 37 from three-point. Like, put some respect on my man's name. No, he is, uh, he's, he's definitely bowling out. Uh, in terms of the player of the week thing, I understand. I, like, I'm not mad that he won it. Um, yeah. it, you know, it's nice. It's, you know, it's cool to see Melo win it. Uh, and by the logic of averages, James Harden would really win it. Technically, should win it every season. Well, sorry, no, every, every week. week, or, or we go to like Luca. Um, well, Luca should win on um, player of the month for that wild month he had in November. He averages the 30 point triple double for November. Yeah, well, I think they they do it weird because they they come because uh, what do you call it? Vo- uh, Vogel and Nick Nurse just got coach of the month, but mm. they combine October and November because the season starts, I guess, halfway. Month. Yeah, it starts like halfway in October. Um, but yeah. I mean, yeah, three and zero record. Been you know had you know averaging twenty over that 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 period too. Yeah, you know. So I mean, like, and really. I don't even think James Harden even re- recognizes at this point. He probably wins it every week or every other week now. He probably doesn't even realize. Bro, I don't even care about winning that shit in 2K. You think they care about winning it in real life? I'm going to say. Player of the Week's cool when your player is still like a 75 in 2K. That's what I'm saying. Yo, like, right? in the starting lineup, but one Player of the Week. Awesome. Or like, or like player of the Week DC. is a... Uh, that's like that's, it's like cool for like the teams that like don't have a superstar, but like one of their like really good players like balled out that week. So like like Spencer Dinwiddie, yeah, he had a, he had a, he had a really good week, you know, averaging like twenty six points in you know and that, that's for two and one in Kyrie's absence. All right, you know, give it to him. You know, even even though Giannis like the week <laughs> the week that Spencer won it, right? The Bucks are well with their win against the Knicks tonight. They now have won twelve straight, which means even during the time that Spencer Dinwiddie you know, got the player of the week, the Bucks were still winning. And Giannis was still averaging like 30 points per game. So, I mean, I think the player of the week is just like who is like shined that week. Yeah. Uh, and like kind of like, I'm not so exceeded expectations, but just, you know, I didn't, it, those are, player of the weeks feel you like more of a feel good story. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like, I don't, ex- like I expect LeBron to, you know, do crazy stuff. I expect if you're a star, you got to shine brighter to win player of the week. If you're a normal player, you just got to shine to win it. That's what I'm saying. Like for Harden, he's going to have to drop like 45 or 50 for like three straight games or something like that to win yeah. to really impress as a player of the week. You know, those guys are really shooting for player of the months and, and things mm-hmm. like, that. but yeah, exactly. I, 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 I've enjoyed this, uh, this, this mellow period. Um, be interesting to see, uh, how the team progresses and how they look when, uh, when Nurkic gets back. If you know, but yeah, so um, far, just enjoy the ride. Big facts. Just enjoy how great this NBA season has been. Um, watch the NBA people. Watch your illegal streams like me. Um, if y'all need the links or websites, hit me up. I got you. Um, Don't give a dime doing. to these corporations, man. Yeah, but I mean, people is out here care like, about you. NBA is like everyone talks about why people don't watch it and all that shit. But at the end of the day, like people watch, bro. People watch, <laughs> and if you're not watching, like. Honestly, really should be. Now is the best time. Like, I know like, a lot of people who are like, man, I haven't been in the NBA for years and all this shit. Now is the best time to get back into it. It's wide open. The teams are good. The teams are young. It's fucking fun to watch, man. Hey, um, uh, what do you think about the people that say, oh, the NBA, all you have to do is watch the last five minutes of a game? Um, that's bullshit. 
I think so too, because there's a lot of things, there's a lot of enjoyable things you can watch in the first three quarters. And, Absolutely. Especially you know, the third minutes. quarter. Listen, I've had to deal with complete Mavericks collapse for the past four years in the third quarter. Dog. The fact that this year, their third Dog. quarter stats are monster. That Luca's sitting a lot of the fourth. Like, it's. Dog, who you, it's who you talk, third who you talking are fucking to? Awesome. Nets, the Nets and third quarter collapses literally go hand in hand. I've been dealing with back in Jersey. Like, they just, like, for some reason, the Nets just suck coming out of halftime. I have no idea why. They can start the best first half you've ever seen in your life halfway through the third quarter. They were turning to the Washington dang. Generals. That, that 22 point lead at halftime is down to seven. Wow. Going to the fourth quarter. Dang, that 22 point lead is down to one at the end of the quarter. Dang, we're down by uh, seven, four minutes into the fourth quarter. What yeah, happened? Not playing. Net, Nets going to net. Nets yeah. going to net. But, um, <laughs> No man, watch basketball, please. It's please, uh, I don't please watch basketball. Don't, don't talk basketball. Right. Watch Facts. basketball. Don't tweet your bullshit <laughs> if you're not watching. If you're not paying attention, and Tell also it. like, yo, y'all just like one of the boxes on the fucking apologize to mellow form is you just don't know basketball. And Maddie, y'all don't. So if y'all want to know basketball, so I'll take your opinions more seriously. Go watch some fucking basketball. Go watch. Don't don't you can't. Take your basketball opinions from ESPN highlights. Yep. St- uh, first take in yep. uninterrupted and the stat the, the stat sheet. You can't. You just can't. You have to watch. Context matters. Like everybody talking about, oh, the Nets are six and one. That they do six six and one. Kyrie's out. Oh, look at this. Kyrie's out. Hey, dum dum. Look who they're facing. The the Hornets. The Kings without their two best players. The Knicks. The Cleveland Cavaliers, all right. Like, like let's let's be real here, all right. They're not facing the best. And granted, yes, the Nets don't have their three best players, but they have Spencer Dinwiddie, a six man of the year candidate every year for the past like two years. They have Joe Harris, aka Joey Buckets, aka Joey, uh, you know, Beef Jerky Joe, Joey the Lumberjack. <laughs> Beef jerky Joe. Beef jerky Joe. They say it on the broadcast too, which is crazy. That makes um, me uncomfortable. It it should it should <laughs> no the the cult following amongst Nets fans with Joe Harris is act it's like borderline cool and scary at the same time like you're just like all right this is kind of fun but then people be taking it a little bit too far and I'm like all right kind of sus like, um but no like the Nets have a decent team DeAndre Jordan has finally kind of started to pick it up uh Jared Allen has been balling out like they sh- the Nets should are, are good enough on paper have better rosters than these guys but. I don't understand why people love to just hate people so much. Like people love to hate on Braun. People love to hate on Steph. People love to hate. Like what is what does the hate do? Like I think LeBron back on the Heat had the most perfect line ever, and I think every player. Oh, after he lost. Yeah, after he lost, every player should always say it. At the end of the day, you know, I gotta wake up. You gotta wake up. You gotta wake up, live your same life. I'm gonna wake up, live my life. You I'm gonna know? wake up and still be LeBron James. Yeah, like. <laughs> Like Kyrie's still gonna wake up and be Kyrie. Katie's gonna be KD. Steph's gonna wake up. You could clown Steph till the cows come home. Same with like Russell Wilson. You could clown Russ till the dick cows come home. He still wakes up Russell Wilson, Super Bowl champion, and married to Sierra. I don't know what else more can I saw the video of her and Meg. Like I did see that. I did. Dog. 23 seconds. That's all I need. <laughs> 20. <laughs> okay, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. 
That's all I need. Twenty thirty seven. No, no. I'm listen. Shout out to that tweet. You understand why future still making songs about her? It's true. Anyway, yeah. Like I, I agree. People have to hate. Like I mean, listen. Haters been around. I remember I heard that a pastor said that on something when I was like fourteen. How haters have been around forever. They've always been around. Just the term is new. Um. At the end of the day, bro. People are gonna hate. Don't know why. Most of the time, it just stems from jealousy and just not like, bro, people who don't appreciate basketball. Like, if you appreciate basketball, it's hard to hate on those players. You may not like the players, but you're not going to sit here and deny things about them. And that comes down to watching more basketball, you dumbasses. Go watch the fucking great things. Please watch basketball. Just, just, just watch. Just, yeah. and don't even just watch like the the, the games that are on ESPN TV. E- e- ESPN TV. ESPN. Yo, the illegal streams, bro. Watch, please just go watch a random Hornets versus Hawks game. Just do it and right, maybe, see what maybe you see. Maybe not that. Well, actually, no, go watch no. Trey. Go watch the Pacers saying. play, guys. Exactly. Pacers play, right? Go watch the Heat play. Yeah. I, I, there's go watch, you know, even, but even there's still even some things to be said about watching these, these bad teams. Like, you know, the yeah. Hornets have some really good pieces. Like, the, the, I don't think a lot of people know Devontae Graham's been balling out. Malik Monk is starting to come into his own. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, the heat, I mean, uh, Robinson is a freaking stud, man. I, I saw him when, when they played the Nets this past Sunday. He's a stud. Tyler Harrow's a stud, right? Bam Adebayo might be one of, he's teetering on becoming one of the best big men in the league, quietly. Up, and nobody man? knows about it. He's yeah. solid. Like, it's they just- freed no, him by trading Hassan Whiteside. That's a fact. There's so much good talent. I mean, even if, and even if you're bored one day, like, even though the, the, the Bulls are bad, Zach Levine's a bucket. Kobe yeah. White is fun to watch. Like you're just put the shit on while you do other stuff, man. Yeah. Like, enjoy the game. The game's in the best place it's been in years right now. It just is. Enjoy that shit, man. It 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 really is. Like the only thing I would say is I don't know about the Knicks. That, that's like the one. It's yeah. like the one team. I don't know if anything good's coming of that mm-hmm. right now. But yeah. Don't I mean, don't watch the Knicks. They might be by they might be by 44. But it's all right. The, it was against the the Bucks, and it was against. Yeah, I think the Mavs beat the Warriors last year by fifty, and beat them this year um, by fifty. <laughs> so, it's, uh, boy, boy, oh boy, it's fun. Do you know Dolan's close is three losses away from a thousand? <laughs> oh my god! Three in twenty years, the Knicks are about to get their thousandth loss. <sighs> well, oh, you gotta love it. Yeah. The the last thing on uh, basketball really I want to talk about is um we we touched on it some of the the change that the the NBA wants to make last week with um the new playoff format they suggested and uh this week uh, some more information came out about something else they're suggesting about in uh, like mid season tourneys so um the the idea with it mostly was uh having just like a tournament kind of in the middle of the season to where the teams would actually play for uh, another first-round draft pick. And also, there may be some money incentives for the players and, like, winning players and coaches and things like that. Now, uh, Bleacher reported about an article about it. Again, this is part of the... I think there's four big changes, so this is one of the three or four big changes. This would be another one of them that they want to try and implement the Players Association and the NBA getting together. Um, maybe for the, uh, the 21-22 season. So... Definitely things to look out for. And obviously, if the things don't get voted, none of it matters. But I think it's an interesting concept. 
um there some of the shortcomings they're talking about in the article was that um they're like yeah you have potentially a good team can win it every year and just keep getting better or teams who are focusing on the playoffs don't really care and your competitiveness you're losing and things like that so um i'll ask you first but with things like that what do you think about it uh do you think it would work or like any what changes would you make uh, i don't know i just i feel like when these what is it really what is like does it solve anything like can't you just see the same if not more teams like getting these guys for like load management things like that like mm-hmm. like i i don't know i i'm i feel like the idea is to add more competitiveness and just more um just to add i guess just some sort of drama to to the regular season because it's i mean i feel like you know when you're suggesting it it's not like a separate thing it's not adding games or anything it's literally just going all right so y'all got to play x amount of games to be considered regular season so let's just make a tournament out of it I'd have to see it like in a trial run first, like maybe have the G League do it on a mm. smaller scale, um, because I know that's what the league likes to do when they like introduce like new things, like the third, like the uh, the shot clock going to fourteen instead of uh, twenty four. That was first implemented in the in the G League. Mm. Uh, you know they they do a lot of things in the G League first, which I which which, which is good. That's, and that's yeah, one of the good reasons about league. having a, a minor league system. So I'd I'd have to see it in the in in the G League first to like really get a grasp of it. Um, instead of just seeing it on, you know, as words on paper. Um, I don't know. I think I'm just one of the ones that just like, I just like how it is now. And the only thing I would change is the playoff format. But in terms of like regular season, regular season still kind of means something to me. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I like to see the ebbs and flows and how teams like you could start off poorly and finish strong. You know, look, look the heat two years ago when they started off like what, 10 and 31 mm-hmm. and finished 500. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's nice seeing. Did they make the playoffs that year? No, I think they just missed no, it. I think they mind. just missed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah they almost uh, did. But, but it's nice seeing like things like that or like yeah. seeing a, a, a team that starts off really hot and then the season just like they just derail, mm-hmm. you know, for no reason. It doesn't even have to deal with, deal with, do with injury, injury or anything like that either. It's just something just went horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, you're, you're always going to have, even in the, in the tournament style, you're always going to have the teams that are superior that can just breeze through everything and just roll, you know. I was going to say roll their helmets, but it's not football. And I was going to say roll their balls, but whoa, pause. Um, <laughs> no pause, <GT>. <laughs> <laughs> pause, man. <laughs> but, you know, you get what I'm saying. It's just, you know, you're always going to, there's always going to be superior teams that find a way to, the, I guess the rules don't apply to them. And they're at the end of the day, they're still going to get to where they need to get to playoff time. It would make it a little bit more intriguing, but drastically speaking, I don't think it would. Um, yeah, I mean, doing things like that is the right idea to me. I could see, um, I could see it going both ways. I want it to work. I want to add more competitiveness to it. I agree, though. I do like having, um, I, I like regular season too. Like seeing the also, especially because my team has never really been dominant. So you never really know what you're going to get. Um, I think they talked about, you know, just changing, just having some lumps of, um, the game be considered, you know, for that. But at the same time, I think when you're doing it and who you have in it, um, that's what it's going to take into place. Because I don't think you can have every team in it. I think that if you're doing it, it's got to somehow be for lower seeds or whatever. Because, yeah, you can literally just have higher seeds just destroy. But then, you know, then it's like, why are these lower seeds getting more draft picks? Shit like that. I, that'll, you know, become a lot more political. I don't know how to figure out the logistics of it. 
I'm not mad at the ideas. I think um, doing instead of doing that, it would come to adding more games, like kind of how we're doing. Um, you're talking about the new playoff seating format, which I liked. Uh, maybe doing like the draft pick tourneys or something like that for the lower seats, things like that. I don't know. I think having different tournaments is a good idea. Maybe having other things like that, but maybe not just for a random thing for first round picks. Because I feel like there's just too many ways that it can go horribly wrong. I was going to ask you, like, do you think that the rise, I guess, in terms of like the upper restaurants and the bottom barrel has drastically increased, you know, over the past, like, I would say decade? Um, because I think like early 2000s and mid 2000s, you saw a little bit more parity, I guess. Like, yes, the West was still better than the East, but I, th- but the, even within the East, you still had, it was still kind of close. You had the Hawks, you had the Nets, the Magic, the Cavs, the Celtics, you know, the Pistons. Like, you still had, like, a good collection of teams that were all within, like, you know, 10 games of each other, 10 games of each other from, you know, the one seed to the A seed. But now you're seeing, you know, teams that are just far superior than, you know, the A seed. Like, the Bucks are going to be, Bucks will, will probably finish the season, like, maybe almost 20 games or, you know, better than the eighth seed, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that had, that that just plays a factor in it? Like, if there was more parity, if the teams were closer, there wouldn't be the need to, like, make it more competitive because it would already be competitive, or would there still need to be a shakeup? I think, um, I think, it, I think they're trying to make it more competitive to just do for viewership. I don't know if they're doing it for the overall betterment of basketball, um, but even away from that, just answering your question as it is, um, I don't think that would be the biggest reason for the shakeup. I think that right now, if anything, this is the turn for the NBA. Um, obviously the East is, it's still not as good as the West, but I think the West is super balanced. And the only way it's going to happen in the East is see how free agency goes. And, you know, obviously it's whatever happens, happens there, but also it's going to, you're going to need people to build through the draft. So I can understand why they go, oh, trying to get some draft picks, maybe some lower teams in the East and shit like that will um, be able to uh, build those up, you know what I mean, and, and develop their things. But you need to not have trash organizations, i.e. the Knicks, who stunt their own growth. I agree that the, the Bucks are probably, you know, with that head and shoulders. And I feel like they're probably the only, I feel like in the East, that's where you get that elite pack at the top being a small group. But at the same time, I feel like even in the East, like one through four, maybe four or five isn't that wild. Um, so it makes the the later rounds and the playoffs a bit more interesting. But um, I don't I don't know. It's just figuring out how do you how do you let teams develop players? You know, what I mean, there's no way that the NBA can involve to be like, we need all of you guys to get better as organizations, develop your talent better, draft better, scout better. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way they can help them like that yeah i mean i think it just all goes i think it just all goes down to uh to ownership and some owners care about basketball and some care about making money and it's very very apparent on which ones uh lean on which side of the fence um but until you get you know more cohesive effort from some of these owners of these teams then you're always going to see you know you're always going to see have that 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 disparity amongst them, and sometimes like they're the ones that are making it kind of, you know, 
non-competitive, but it, 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 it it's an interesting concept, and I'm really interested to see how it plays out. It could be a smashing success, or it could crash and burn. Mm. Um, I don't think there's an in between. There can't be an in between. It either has to increase viewership a tremendous amount, or it won't. And if it doesn't, then I think they just scrap it and go back to the way it was. That's why I said they they need to do it in the G League first just to see yeah. how it would work. I don't think that one's going to get um, approved. I just feel like there's just too many variables that aren't uh, sorted out. You know what I mean? Too many unknown variables to, uh, to, to make it work. I do think that if it was something, it would be something, like you said, like they'd have to do in the D League, G League um, and figure out a bit. But I think that I like the seating idea. I think they should definitely vote that into play. The other one that they were doing, um, that they mentioned in the article was uh, shortening the game to seven, shortening the season to seventy-eight games. I don't see the owners voting for that, like Miles was talking about last week. But um, right now, it just out of what I'm hearing, I just think that the 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 kind of play in for the playoffs is the best one so far. Adam Silver's pushing for this midseason tourney, yeah. but I, I don't. I don't know. Uh-huh. You know what's interesting? Hockey starts like two or three weeks before NF and NBA, mm-hmm. and they finish like literally like right around the same time. Mm-hmm. But I think they play less games. I would hope so because hockey is a way. Yeah, I know hockey is like way, way like your body really needs to. But I don't know. Maybe if you know, maybe to to combat load management, maybe an NBA you know maybe looks at how the NHL schedules their games. Um, maybe adopts a formula like that, mm-hmm. but I also think reseeding the, the 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 me and my dad did this one day because we were bored out of our minds. Uh, we reseeded or re yeah we reseeded like the conferences just based off mm-hmm. of uh you know geographics that that actually make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but so maybe like travel would be a little bit you know less in terms of uh you know when you're playing an, an in conference or in division rival as opposed to you know one because some of these divisions really don't make sense at -hmm. all you know but it is what it is yeah um any other any other big sports news uh sports news no the ap poll is rigged um but also Mm -hmm. real shout out shout out uh you know juan howard you know at michigan getting his boys ranked number four, you know, two, uh, being two ranked teams in their, uh, Bahamas tournament. So shout out him. Uh, Duke dropped all the way to 10th in the, in the poll. Ha ha. Screw wow. them. All right. A, a Duke loss is a win for America. Honestly. Um, <laughs> shout, shout out, out coach K though. Yeah. I respect coach K. I just don't like Duke Fair. because I don't like, I don't like some of the players that come through Duke. Agreed. Um, let's see what else, what else? Oh yeah. Here's my gripe. The AP polls rigged. Temple should have gotten. They shouldn't have been ranked, but they should have gotten at least at least one vote in the coaches poll and and the AP poll this week. There's no reason why they should. They're they're six and one, right? They took Maryland, who was number five at the time. They're now number three. They took Maryland down to the wire, right? Mm-hmm. Lost. All right. That's a that's still that's a quality loss right there. Then they turn around and obliterate Texas A and M SEC team, and then Davidson, who is pegged to finish second in their in the A ten this year, blew both of them out. I'm confused as to why there's not a single vote yet. I see a Notre Dame team that got a handful of votes, and they have beaten nobody. 
Like nobody mm-hmm. from a Power Five conference and nobody from the American. So I, I'm like, please. And then Penn State got got some votes, and they've only beaten Syracuse, but Syracuse is so mid this, like so mid this year. It's 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 unbearable. I just I make it make sense. Temple plays Missouri later this week, right? That's their and then and then they play St. Joe's like two days later. Mm-hmm. If Temple beats both of them and they're still not ranked, I need I need to throw hands with somebody. I do, because I do, it's just it makes no sense. I refuse to see this team start off conference play potentially eight and one, then go. Oh, and they're also. Oh, I was going to ask you and Miles this sidebar from the rant. Did you guys want to get tickets to the uh, uh, the tournament in uh, at Barclays? Because Temple plays Miami on the seventeenth. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm maybe. I think I'm 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 looking for tickets. Uh, You're actually all in New York for it. I was about to say, yeah, yeah. yeah and well, they usually upset someone at this every year, like Kansas. I was about to say uh, when they played in the Thanksgiving tournament uh, two two years ago, no, like three years ago now. Dang, yeah, they beat West Virginia and they beat uh, Cal. Mm-hmm. They, they, oh. tem- I'm telling you, Temple. Yo, tem- put some respect on the motherfucking. Put some American respect on the Owls. That's what I'm saying. Americans putting four teams in the, in the, at least four teams in the in the, in the tourney this year. At yeah, and Cincinnati Temple. Shout out Anthony yeah. Mackey. No, I said Aaron, Aaron McKee. I said Anthony, Anthony Mackey. Wow. Why? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> they Cla- Clarence <laughs> Clarence is coaching Temple. <laughs> oh no! Yo, he's he's Captain America now, dog. That's crazy. <laughs> I really said. <laughs> Yo, I heard you say Anthony Mackie, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> oh man, Mackie, bro, I'm wild. Aaron McKee, Aaron McKee, went, Philly um, legend. Yeah, the the legend who you know AI still might be mad at. Dang, he really didn't come through for my for for, for our guy. Uh, nah, but he's yeah, coming through for Temple though. I'm gonna remember his name next week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how you don't know his name. Like, like he was I on know his name, staff right? every year we were at at, at Temple. I know his name. I know. Who he is. <laughs> bro i've used him in 2k i just man listen i'm i'm exhausted okay both physically and mentally <laughs> i feel you that's clarence <laughs> clarence says two parents <laughs> parents have a real <laughs> oh boy um but yeah other than that uh, nothing else. I just got this news from uh, I was checking my emails from CBS, mm. and Georgetown is about to go through some shit, man. Ooh, like yeah, two players got suspended from the team. They're about to go into the transfer port, like portal. Yeah, no, this is like public. Uh, yeah, it's oh, like public okay. knowledge. Yeah, yeah, it's on the. I don't think like it's not big news yet because there's investigation. But uh, yeah, no, and there's like a third person. There's like you know assault Ooh. charges and like sexual like harassment stuff is i feel bad for uh for for pat ewing because like I, I think he could really turn that jamaican dad <laughs> i think he really turned that program around and get it back mm-hmm. to when they were the big east with john thompson but i dang all right guys so with that um we're we've completed this uh this i guess we can call it part one of episode 18 <laughs> right um you know shout out to us because we held it down while uh 
Miles is out doing some things. Oh, Miles is out there spanking butts. <laughs> do no they, is that like? Do they actually do that? Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> actually, no, I do know. They they do, but oh, oh that's kind of. Pointless. I don't know if Miles and them specifically do, but I do know people who have experience it firsthand for other stuff. Is it necessary places. to spank butts? I don't know, man. Like, they do a lot of shit. I gotta ask him. Not off the off the record. Yeah, it's enough, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Shout out to people who do go through it though, because listen, hey, hey, more power to you. Yeah. I just I just want to know like who started like when the they were founded. Like who was like you know what we're gonna have to spank their butts, see if they're really about it. Like, I feel <laughs> like there's easy. I feel like there's easier ways. Like to hold a two K tournament, losers can't join the frat. <laughs> and winners do. I think that's, that's a very that's a very simple that's a very simple and non-spanked butt. You know, <laughs> I'm just thinking of that. Like I just, <laughs> you know what I picture? Like you, you watched you watched regular uh, Adventure Time, right? Yeah. Do you remember one of the ep- the episodes where they like early on where they had to face like the Goblin King Zergion who liked to spank uh, the butts? No. But, like that's what I think of at Frats. I just think of it's just some dude that just like gets, you know, oh uh, a contact high off of spanking spanking Listen, hams. <laughs> all you frat people relax, we're not coming at y'all. Like we understand that frat. Well, I don't I'm not. Y'all can come at JC with that smoke if whoa, 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 whoa. if he wants wait, it. Wait. Um, oh yeah. I'm not, wait, I'm, not, not I'm not I'm not I'm not frattist. Some of my best friends are in frats. <laughs> 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 my i got uncles and i got uncles and frats like come on man we're all we're all in this together we you can know, all my, laugh my sister's dating a frat see there oh. you go see john's sister's dating a frat <laughs> wait like a whole frat or just like i don't have a no, sister bro oh but um should, anyway. I have, should i have known this i feel like not I really oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, I don't know John at all. I just know he plays volleyball. <laughs> but um anyway, um, yeah, no, we, we understand that there's more different and shit like that. Relax, y'all. But um Yeah, yo, thanks for joining us, me and JT here. Um again, look out for if we do it in another part or if it comes later in the week when we do anime book club, which um is that time I got reincarnated as a slime episodes 10 through 12 so uh, you got a little bit more time to watch it or catch up or do whatever if you're not definitely recommend this one we got jt fully invested again um that's a a fact yeah man look out for that and then our nfl picks will be coming a little bit later too because we do want to have miles there for the two of those things so um yeah thank thank you guys for listening follow saratopi sports uh everywhere um it's holiday season for me so that's why the uh the youtube's not really updated and i realized i don't need to upload everything we talk about in the episodes so i'm just gonna pick some uh really interesting ones and then make sure any book clubs up there when i get to it um maybe tomorrow i'll be able to do some of that if you're listening to this that would be tuesday i'll get it to you when i can not that i'll be watching it anyway some of the folks don't be sharing yeah looking at you Um, but yeah, it's for real. Appreciate it. Love y'all. Um, watch basketball and, uh, we'll talk to y'all later. JT. You know, you already know the deal. Follow your boy, J underscore Thomas underscore 24. Uh, I don't tweet as much anymore. I noticed, 
Uh, well, actually, no, that's not true. I was like, that's not true. That's not true. I, I, you know what? I don't tweet as wild, and I don't retweet as wild. That I'm a little bit more annoyed, um, you know, with the CBS job, but they don't check like that. Like that was one thing I was afraid of that I wouldn't get a job because they checked my Twitter and I'd be wild. But they haven't checked, so I'm gonna still uh, get these tweets off as good as best as I can. I'll still be uh, trolling uh, Nick fans, um, <laughs> you know. So. My one, this one kid dead told me that at full strength next year, Nets are no better than a five seed. I was like, wow, this is crazy. That's, I can't. I was like, really? This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Healthy KD, healthy Kyrie, healthy Chris. Ridiculous. Oh, as a bar. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm ending on that. Yeah, that's your show ending right there, baby. You just call that a bar? It's a bar. You didn't hear me rhyme that just now. I don't even know what I said. That's uh, that's how fire it was. I couldn't even repeat it if you try, if you asked me to. Justin, that's what you call motherfucking bars, nigga. <laughs> you don't know nothing about that. Real hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we out. <laughs>